from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. He had no objection to Donald Trump promising he'd nominate a woman in 2020. Uh, repeat, no objection at all. In fact, he praised her on these grounds during praised her on these grounds. The nominee uh, during her confirmation hearing, Senator Cruz said, "quote I think you're an amazing role model for little girls." All right, so you have Jinsaki of the Jinsaki drinking game. They're trying to circle the wagons on the discriminatory practice of one President Biden, obviously, on the SCOTUS nominee, eliminating on the basis of race, race and gender, 93.5% of the eligible population, potentially. The bigger issue for Jen isn't to get mad at, at somebody like Ted Cruz or whomever else might be critical of having eliminated 93.5% of the potential eligible pool of candidates for the United States Supreme Court before trying to find the best and the brightest, it would be the American public. Because, again, an ABC News polling over the weekend, 76% of Americans said, uh, yeah, no, we don't like this. We don't think we should eliminate people on the basis of these factors. So Jen can take her concerns to the American people where, yeah, we're, we've already had it with Biden, which, by the way, I'm going to dive into that as part of my top three takeaways as well. We... Us, Fordians, we love our gov. We certainly do not like Biden or anything associated with this administration or the direction of the country. How you doing today? we got a lot that is going on and uh, a lot of cover. Jimmy was doing an amazing job, if you heard just before, talking about the Brian Flores situation. He can speak far more credibly than any of the rest of us about the inner workings of the Dolphins organization and really point by point kind of taking apart the Flores accusations there of racial discrimination. So a lot more to come on that. But uh, let's start with election integrity. This is something that I've teed up at length over the course of time, including this week, as once again, we've taken a look at Florida's election integrity law as it is now in court, being heard in federal court before Judge Mark Walker. And as those challenges were being brought out, I went back through what actually changed with Florida's new election law. And then also the vulnerabilities within the system. And the Heritage Foundation, just in December, came out with a new state ranking system on voter integrity. And it was kind of a good news Bad news situation. The good news, Florida, we are among the best in the country for election integrity. We ranked at number four. Number four. The bad news, we're a C, a 78. Our score is 78 out of 100. Here to talk about what we could be doing better and also thoughts on, on all of the underlying factors here. Joining us once again from the Heritage Foundation, Hans Van Spensofsky. Hans, thank you so much for taking the time with us. So what do you, first, just kind of give us the overview of, of Heritage State rankings on election integrity. Sure, and thanks for having me on. Uh, look, what we did is we came up with a list of best practices recommendations for the states, you know, how they should handle cleaning up and maintaining the accuracy of their voter rolls, how they should handle absentee ballots, the fact that obviously they ought to have a voter ID law uh, in place, and then went through and analyzed the laws and regulations of every single state to see, well, you know, have they got all these different uh, uh, measures in place? And that's how we ranked the stage. It was a, look, it was a long job, it took a year to do it. And we took into account reforms, 
that a lot of states passed um, last year, like like Florida. I mean, Florida was one of the states that did a good job of putting in all kinds of reforms. Now, uh, there's room for improvement, and you you know that uh, DeSantis has recommended even more changes, including, by the way, a really good one, which is to set up a in, a separate state office whose only job it'll be to investigate these kinds of cases, election uh, crimes across the state, and prosecute them, which, let me tell you, it's needed because you've got a problem in Florida with local prosecutors in the counties often ignoring these cases, even when election officials send them criminal referrals, you know. So, you know, it's a real problem, but that's actually a good idea. Yeah, Hans, you, you make such a good point there, and you're tying together information uh, that was brought forward by the Public Interest Legal Foundation recently. We've talked with them, have uh, taken a look at all the information they brought forward, simply a matter of public record. They did the homework on this. 156 officially referred, meaning there's enough there that you had officials refer voter fraud cases to state prosecutors almost all of which are right here in South Florida between Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach County, and yet these prosecutors have not pursued these cases. And for that matter, even the prosecutor of the three who would occasionally talk to me, Dave Ehrenberg and Palm Beach County, he won't even talk to me, right? Nobody will address this, this issue about why we have 156 referred but unprosecuted voter fraud cases. So to your point, Hans, if we have political State prosecutors that will not do their job. Yeah, we, we absolutely need an office. And actually, just yesterday in the state legislature, the proposal was introduced and advanced through its first Senate committee that would create this office, among a few other reforms. Right. And and keep in mind that, um, look, the Public Educational Foundation asked for inquiries from the 10, you know, 10 big counties, as you were saying. One of those counties, they got information back from nine counties. One of the counties, Hillsborough, said... Oh, well, we don't make any criminal referrals even when we find evidence of election crimes. So, so that's another reason why you actually need a state office that's going to investigate these kind of problems and, and uh, prosecute them. I, I should say, look, I've looked at the lawsuits that have been filed. Um, look, any people need to understand, any time states pass good reforms, like putting in a voter ID requirement, they get sued by all these left-wing organizations, everyone from the ACLU to the League of Women Voters, which long ago left behind its supposedly nonpartisan status, uh, the vast majority of those cases, they lose. You know, most of the cases that have been filed, for example, against voter ID laws, uh, in the end, they've lost. Georgia successfully fought off a lawsuit against its ID law. Alabama did the same. Texas did the same. Because once the courts actually look at the evidence, they realize... These laws aren't discriminatory. Voters support these kind of measures, and they don't have any problems voting because of it. So we got more work to do here. I mean, I guess the takeaway heading into this year's midterms is that we're generally better off, but there's still a lot of vulnerability in the system. That, that's exactly right. And if folks look at our scorecard, it's, it's up on the Heritage.org website. It's the Election Integrity Scorecard. They can look at their state. And we we list in great detail what the laws are in each state on things like voter ID and how they clean up their voter rolls and where they aren't doing things 
that they ought to be doing. So it's a it's an easy guide, not just to voters in every state, but to let state legislators too on what they need to fix. Well, Hans, thank you so much for the work that you, the Heritage Foundation, does. It is truly appreciated, and I think it's also making a difference, including some of what's being proposed right now in the state session. I think it came on back of your findings that you did release in December. Well, that's great to know, and I hope people will, like I said, I hope they use the scorecard and improve things in their states, particularly before the midterm elections. Amen. All right, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again real soon. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Bye-bye. And it's... Hans von Spanskowski of the Heritage Foundation. You're listening to The Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.